everybody welcome back to the joe show guys if this is your first time listening this show is about anything and everything except politics we don't like talk about politics even though in almost in every single show we integrate politics somehow but if you guys have been listening lately we've had a lot of guests on just talking about their stories and things that have happened in their life and guys i've been really excited to talk to all these people and just you know, just hear from them. And uh, we're going to keep it going because we have another guest who has a super interesting story. And my guest today is Eric Allen. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing amazing, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show, dude. It's such an honor to be here, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, thank you for coming on. Um, so I, I message, I sent out this message on Facebook about just hearing about people's stories and um you were one of the people that commented and your your just things you just went through man it just really caught my eye and i was just like whoa this guy's been through a lot so (laughs) eric just tell us some of the things you've been through man yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in like the typical household, right? We went to Sunday school up at Little League. My dad would take my best friend Dave and I and literally throw us in dumpsters behind stores and say, go find treasure, right? Like, that's <laughs> what I thought was normal, you know? And then my parents got divorced when I was 11 years old. My mom got together with a, a guy right after that that uh, was an alcoholic and also physically abusive. So I watched him beat my mom up quite a bit. They moved to small town, Montana. And at 13 years old, I ended up having to fight him literally brushed my teeth one night and they came home arguing it wasn't anything different than any other night mm-hmm. but something as i brushed my teeth you know it was like dude you got to turn around and look down the you know check this out so the way that was set up was behind me was the kitchen to the pantry to the garage where i actually lived in the garage because they didn't have a room for me in the house that they picked so they forced me to live in the garage but so he's like literally punching my mom in the face boom boom, boom. And I got to go, man, how do I get this guy off my mom? And so I sneak up behind him and I grab one of these cast iron pans and I swung as hard as I could. And I split the back of his head open. (laughs) And as he turned around, it did knock him out, which is weird. Uh I think he was just so drunk, right? He knocked and he turned around and he's like, what the, and as he said that I took another swing and split his forehead open. And, um, and I hit him so hard in that second swing that I actually fell over mm-hmm. and he stood over me just bleeding down his face and he started to yell. My mom pops up and then lands like six punches in a row to his face. There's blood splatting on the wall behind him. Please show up finally. Cause we lived in, you know, way out in the area, or like in the farmland. Right. And so it took cops forever to get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get out there, they take him to jail for the night. My mom never pressed charges. I was kicked out of the house at that point. And so I had like uh, half a, I think I had three months left of my uh, freshman year of high school. So I just bounced around from friends' couches and stuff like that for the last three months. And uh, yeah, man, that just kind of led me down this path of destruction. I went to live with my dad when I was 14 years old for my sophomore through senior year of high school. He rented a house. He put 20 bucks in a cup. That was my lunch money. And then he put Hunger Man meals in the freezer, cereal milk in the house. And then he'd go stay with his girlfriend. So I lived like basically raised myself at 14. So that opened the door for me to get into drugs early. So I was smoking a lot of pot, acid, mushrooms, uh, you know, hash, whatever I could get my hands on, mm-hmm. even to the point where like five bucks would get me a hit of acid or I could go to the store and pay two fifty for a bottle of Dexter morphine cough syrup and have the same effect. Mm-hmm. And so we would drink these bottles, you know, and so 18 years old arrested for having a bomb, which is now legal in the state of Washington. But I did <laughs> have to, at the time I had to go to jail, man. I had the black, black and white chain gang outfit on bright orange <laughs> slippers 
145 pound dude get, has to go to jail with all these dudes who've been in jail forever. <laughs> scared out of my mind, dude. Right, like scariest day ever. And uh, you know, then it just like between I got kicked out two weeks after I graduated. So then at that point, I moved 21 times between 18 and 21 years old, living on people's couches and stuff like that. And uh, I just racked up a bunch of debt, man. By the time I'm 21, I'm $28,000 in debt mm-hmm. and I have to file bankruptcy, man. And uh, just battled addictions of alcohol and drugs. I was in the music business for two years. I worked for Universal Records. So this two-year span of going to 175-plus concerts, living this rockstar lifestyle backstage, open tab, all this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I think it just like hit me. Uh, in my early 20s and I got laid off uh, for my universal record job I was really bombed Uh, this was during the Napster days if anybody remembers Napster it really killed the music industry (laughs) but uh, man it just like put me in this tailspin of of just a self-destruction for a long time man and then I was I was kind of just this depressed dude working at Starbucks at night man Mm mm-hmm that that's the quick version of the the craziness that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so so then after now I, I see here on here it says so after all that stuff that happened you you battle yeah. an addiction you're 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 jail at twenty one bankrupt you know so you came to Christ in twenty two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. all that, so can you tell us a little bit about that. How did you go from just that that life of just destruction to coming to Christ like that? Man, it was it was weird. I, I don't say it was weird, but I was in this the state of depression. I lived in Renton, Washington, literally across the street from where Jimi Hendrix is buried. The really ghetto apartment. I was working at Starbucks at night, and I was like, get off my job. I'd go to the store, buy a six pack of beer, go to Hollywood Video when those were around, and rent me a movie, and and passed out every night. That was my routine. I didn't have friends. I was just depressed. And one night, this girl walked into Starbucks and said, "Hey, we've got this cool college age event at our church. Would you be interested in going?" And she was pretty hot, so I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll go and go see what's go what this is all about." And I got down there. I actually ended up knowing all these people mm-hmm. that I knew from like high school and college. This is weird. Like, whoa, what are you doing here, man? I haven't seen you in ten years, you know. And I think it was a seed that was planted in that moment because about a month later, it was Easter, two thousand four. I was managing a band. We went out and played a show the night before Easter. And I wake up on Easter morning in my buddy's basement, surrounded by like fifteen other people. And I was the only one up. It was about five o'clock in the morning. And I felt God at that moment say, man, you're done. And I gave my life to Christ that morning. I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I said, Lord, whatever you need me to do. I, I felt God just say, man, you're done. And I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything right there. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, take me. I'm giving my life to you right now. And I called that girl up that had invited me to that college, uh, to that church event. And I got her voicemail and I just said, Hey, happy Easter. Maybe I'll see you at the store. Uh, and I think God had other plans, man. About a month later, we were dating. A year later, we're married. Now we've been married for 16 plus years, man. That's crazy. 16 plus years, man. I, I, that's great. That is yeah. great. Um, now, so you've been sober for 16 years as well. Yep. And, yep. and uh, so you host. You're a host of two podcasts. I do. I host two podcasts. Okay. Man. On top of working a full nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the life of a podcaster. I know. For exactly. sure, dude. <laughs> so, what are your two podcasts that you have? Yeah. So, top rated MMA. It was originally started as an apparel company in 2012, 
And this is during tap out era. My wife came up with the name of top rated May and we said, how do we make it different? And we decided to make 100% American made apparel mm -hmm. and we made so many business mistakes. Surprised we didn't go under actually in 2015. I got bored. I put an ad in Craigslist and said, who wants to buy this company? Mm -hmm. This guy calls me up and offers me a couple grand. And then I, in that call, I was like, no, I'm not going to quit yet. Relaunched it as a top rated make show podcast. Had no idea what I'm doing. I'm in a walk-in closet for almost my first hundred episodes horrible lighting, bad camera. I don't even know to look into the camera. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted to talk to fighters and say, why do you want to get punched in the face? <laughs> right. And so, uh, because I just was curious, I've always been a combat fan, combat sports fan, but never have fought myself. So I just was curious. And so every Saturday that comes out, episode 225 drops this weekend here mm -hmm. uh, and humbly considered the number one MMA podcast out here in the Northwest. And then in 2018, I came across a guy named Ed Milet. And huge fan of his, but I was like, uh, prior to that, not knowing who he was, I was like obsessed. I was like, holy crap, man. I'm, I just started binge watching all of his shows mm -hmm. on YouTube and listening to his stuff. And then he issued this thing, uh, the Max Out Challenge in 2018 on Instagram. He said, hey, submit a one minute story to me of why you want to be successful. What's your business? What drives you? Mm -hmm. And I submitted this one minute story and I was announced as Ed Milet's winner. Uh, and so I got to have a phone call with him. Mm -hmm. And that turned into an episode of my show that I had launched at the time called The Bearded Biz. Now it's called The Eric Allen Show. Okay. And that's where I talk with entrepreneurs, world changers, and success-minded people. So I've been blessed to speak with guys like Sean Whalen, Ed Milet, um, Bedris Koulian, Jim the Rookie Morris, Brad Lee, Tim Story, Eric Legrand. I'm going to be talking to Andy Frisella here later this month. So, I mean, just opened up massive doors. So I've run two podcasts. Every Friday is The Eric Allen Show. Every Saturday is the top-rated MMA show. Gotcha. Okay. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to um, you working for Universal. Um, yeah. Now you said. Now were you? Did you work for the actual company or were you in a band and uh, did you play music? So. Yeah, I mean, great question. I don't know how to play any instrument. I'm horrible at singing. <laughs> I'm a tone deaf guy. But I was always loved. I, I've always loved music. My dad introduced me to music at a really young age, and my grandma. I remember like being a kid mm -hmm. at her house. I'd play Elvis on eight tracks, <laughs> and so always like been this fan of Elvis, and still to this day. But always wanted to be involved in music. So when I moved to Seattle after high school, I was working for a CD store when those were around called FYE. Okay. And this guy came in and he was a rep for Universal Records. And I jokingly said, hey, man, how do I get your job? And he's <laughs> like, well, you got to intern and you know, got to do this stuff. So he gave me the contact of this lady at Universal Records. So I found out like you have to have an actual college internship and then you have to like get school credit and stuff. So I, what I did was I literally went to the community college in Seattle uh, in Bellevue there. And I paid $320 for this internship class. And I took the receipt to Universal and I said, look, I signed up for this class. I want to intern for you guys. Mm -hmm. And they said, cool. And I never showed up for a class at the college. I just took the <laughs> receipt that I paid for and said, hey, look, I'm an intern. Right. So I ended up getting this internship with Universal Records. I was the mailroom guy at their Seattle office for six months. Didn't get paid. I just showed up every day. Mm -hmm. I just showed up. I was like, dude, I love this. I, I'm rolling posters and you know tracking sales and stuff like that. And then after six months, I was like, dude, you're here every day. Let's just actually pay you. Yep. <laughs> so for the last six months that I was there, I was a little man on the totem pole. But I was actually getting paid to track sales and set up meet and greets and just awesome like time. And so I was like taking home like 20 CDs a week, man. And I was mm -hmm. going to two, three concerts a week and you know living this rock star lifestyle. It was amazing, and, um, but it was awesome. But it started to wear on me. 
Yeah. I wasn't even like the rock star, right? I, but I was still backstage with a lot of the bands, and I was still backstage when all the the antics that happened backstage. And mm -hmm. so um, it was fun. And then I remember this moment near the end of when I got laid off. I was in my early 20s, and I saw this girl who was working for another label there, and she was like in her early 30s. And I was like, man, I don't want to be her age and still doing this and not having a family. Mm -hmm. I, and I remember that moment, and I was like, man. And a couple weeks later, I got laid off, and I think it was just the plan uh, that God had for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So now you with your podcast, you've got yeah. three over 300 episodes out. Yeah, between my two shows, I've released over 300 episodes, yeah. That's crazy. Now, is that just is that just with guests or is it just with you by yourself um just speaking to the audience? Yeah, I've actually only released maybe 3 solo shows. Gotcha. Um I I much prefer to interview people. I'm fascinated with people's stories. Yes. And I've had a couple repeat guests, mm -hmm. but for the most part, I try to have a new person on every time. Um, like I've, like I was, we were kind of talking earlier, I, I've spoke to Ken Shamrock twice. I've spoke to Jim the Rookie Morris twice, who the movie The Rookie is based off of from the, the Disney movie. And his yes. story is completely different than the movie. The movie is a very <laughs> much a G-rated version of his actual life, you know? <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, just really cool guys like that that I've been blessed to be able to speak with. In fact, Jim, the rookie Morris, is actually, I'm releasing the 100th episode of the Eric Allen Show next weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, not this coming weekend, but the, the following weekend. And he is my 100th episode guest uh, on that show that will drop. Gotcha. I mean, that's, that's great because when I first started doing podcasts, um, I thought it was just, you know, I'm sitting in the booth and I'm talking to my my audience and I was like I, I really can't I really can't do it that way so I had to have somebody with me. Yeah. And then I started getting these guests on and I'm like this is great. I love talking to all these people. I've actually, you know, I'm talking to everybody around the world. We've had two guests who um were overseas guests and stuff like that. Nice. And it's just super nice you get to um, I've talked to, I'm really big in the film and I've talked well, to sweet. a person. She was, uh, she just created a, a short documentary and now she's getting ready to make that documentary into a feature length film. And I'm like, wow. what? That's crazy. So it's, yeah. it's really nice to be on here and just talk to people about, you know, things, especially here in this pandemic. And it, it sounds like you're, you're doing great, man, especially after everything that's happened to you as a kid. I mean, to just, man, it's just crazy. I mean, you're really, truly blessed, man. Well, I, I do feel like it. And I definitely like, you know, one of the things that I had to, to flip in my mind was I had to be a quitter. And you're like, what? Well, so like I had to quit being lazy. I had to quit being around negative people. I had to quit thinking that I didn't deserve success or I didn't deserve money. And I had to quit being a quitter because I'd start all these jobs and start all these businesses and I would just quit. And so I had to be a quitter to get to where I'm at. And I really had to flip that switch and go, it's not a bad thing to be a quitter sometimes because I had to quit all that crap and realize that my past does not define my future. And I can make that change at any moment. Yes. Yes. And I think that's something that people, you know, we don't understand as people. I think we, a lot of, um, I was just talking to my dad and, um, he had a, he had some things in his life where he could have pursued and I just think there were yeah. the wrong areas he quitted in, you know. So it was mm -hmm. like he had this road he could go down, but that road looked too rough. But that was the road to success. And so he just like, no. But there were other things he did, and he should have quit those. But, you know, 
so I, I yeah I, I really think you know like you said I think that's really good I mean you got to quit some things but you, you don't need to quit yep. everything so yeah yeah and, and I mean one of the things my mom taught me was she was like don't settle you know don't settle for just the mediocre right. life if you want something go out there and go get it you know yeah so, exactly yeah and so with with your with, is there any advice you would give anybody who you know, if they've if they've had a rough life and you know they they don't think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, what would you tell a person? There's always light at the tunnel. Uh, and here's a, if you're walking around and you're feeling bad about yourself and your past, and I get it because I'm 41 and I didn't release my story till I was 39. Like I hung around that shame and that embarrassment and like well, I don't want to tell people about my past because they'll think or they'll judge me. Right. So mm-hmm. it, once you can get through that and go, man, I don't really care what people think about me. Like that was my past and I'm not that way anymore. But what you need to do is you need to go hang around people that uh, are doing what you want to be doing. Go hang around people that are living life happily. Like it doesn't matter about money, but if people are happy with their life, go be with them. Like yes. it doesn't matter if it's Christian or whatever it is. Like if it's just positive people, because just being in their presence is going to lift you up. That's going to like make you have a positive attitude just being around them. You know, Ed Milet talks about like if you're walking around at 85 degrees, go hang around people that are walking around 120 and it's going to lift you up in that. And I'm a very strong believer in that. You know, surround yourself with those people that you want to be like and never be the smartest guy in the room. Yes. Yes, that is very, very good. I, you were speaking my language. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I mean, just in my life, I've seen that because like I said, I'm really into just I'm really into production work. So anything yeah. that has to do with, you know, podcasting, film, anything, I love it all. So in order for nice. me to, you know, kind of grow in what I want to do, I got to surround myself with the people that I in that, you know, in that genre or whatever. So it's like, yeah. Uh, I, I loved radio, so I would listen to radio all the time. Then next thing you know, I started meeting these guys, and they started telling me these things like, this is how you get into this. And um, at my church, they've got the production work. I was enthralled yeah. in the production work. So, yeah, you got to surround yourself with people that, you know, that are going to lift you up. And, I mean, just with me, I've, I've surrounded myself with a couple of people Um back in the day who they just didn't have that same drive as I did. And I've just had a lot of failed projects, um, Mm. down the road and the podcast, I, (laughs) I'll tell you at the beginning, I thought it was one of those things, you know, uh, I thought about that all last year until the beginning of this year, you know, um, literally I thought this was going to be my last year doing this podcast because, um, we weren't getting as many ratings and things that we wanted. And I thought I'm going to give it one last run. And then at the end of the year, I'm going to quit. Well, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, our, our viewership is up. Uh, we've nice. got new sponsors. We've got new equipment. We've got new ideas. We're getting fabulous guests like you, Eric on the show and uh, people are loving it. And so now I've, I've got this drive. I'm surrounding myself with people and it's just going real good. It's going great. I love it, man. Love it, dude. It, yeah, it's all about being consistent. And and for me, like I said, I, I work a nine to five. But what I do is I wake up at 4 a.m. six days a week mm-hmm. so that I can perfect my craft, right? So I get up, I turn on some worship music, I spend time in prayer. And then what I do is I, 
uh, start editing podcasts, reaching out to guests. I start reaching out to, you know, sponsors, things like that, responding to my emails and really like editing and getting things prepped up for the week because I do release two shows a week, which does take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But I wake up at that 4 a.m. hour so I can get that done. And then I start my job at eight to, you know, eight and then five o'clock at the end of the day. It's family time, and I kind of cut everything out. You know, people are always like, "Why do you want to? Why do you wake up at four a.m.?" Because most people, that's crazy. And even myself, like if I'm up at four a.m., I look out my window and I see somebody up. I'm like, "What's that crazy guy doing at four a.m.?" Right? <laughs> like, you know, that's like what goes through my mind. But I wake up at four a.m. because my desire to be successful is bigger than my desire to sleep. Yes. Period. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is that is great. Yes, I think um, I think a lot of people nowadays we don't have that. You know. We, yeah. uh, I, I remember being a truck driver, um, and we would deliver to big places like Walmart and stuff like that. Yeah. And there was, I pulled, I backed in, and there's this lady. She was unloading my truck, and she was just mad, and she was just mad, and and I was just like, "You're like," she looked like she was around her in her forties, and I was just okay. thinking to myself, "We only have seventy to a hundred years on this earth." Mm-hmm. Why are you? I mean, I understand why you would do a job, you know, for money, but I, yeah. I really want to be like, okay, so what are you? What are you doing on top of this job? Are you? Do you have a dream that you're working towards? Because I mean, yeah. you know, I don't think God put us here on this earth just to be, you know, just to work and do whatever we wanted. I think He put us here so we can enjoy ourselves, you know, yeah. as well. So He wants you to find your dream and your passion and to to do that, you know, and. I, I don't know. It's just very, um, it just boggles my mind. Uh, I, it kind of sounds morbid when I tell people we only have so much time on this earth, but I, I'm really, we do. I, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to tell them, you know, yeah, do your, do what you want. Like if yeah. you got a dream, chase it, be successful because there's really, I mean, you, I don't want to die and be like, well, I, I worked 50 years of my life at a job, I, I hate it, you know? Yep. Um, I mean, yeah. my family was taken care of and this and this, and I, I'm happy in that, in that aspect of my life, but the, you know, work-wise, I never accomplished my dream. I, I don't want that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I, I hear you, man, and I've never been a career guy. I've had a lot of jobs over the years, and, and for me, I just, I never got settled with a company. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the longest time that I was ever at company, and I've been with three or four companies, maybe for three or four years each, uh, but I just never, like, was happy with it. I wasn't fulfilled with it. My passion you know, has, has really turned into podcasting and talking with people. And I selfishly like started the podcast just so I could talk with people. And they're like, this is pretty good. Maybe I should release that out. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, <laughs> you know, that's, that's why I started doing that. And I think it's sometime, well, you know, my goal is to take this full time and be able to walk away from my nine to five in the next couple of years. And, and hopefully I can be able to coach people and teach them through podcasting and impact my story and public speaking. I started doing voiceover work this week or this year, which has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my goal as funny as it is, my goal, I, I created this vision wall. The entire office wall is covered in my, my vision walls instead of a vision board. And, you know, one of the things that's big for me is I want property. And I have a cartoon on my wall that says, if I can't pee off my front porch, my neighbors are too close. <laughs> and that's actually a goal of mine. Like, I want the 20 acres with the house in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm shooting for, man. So, uh, you know, talk about, like, going for goals before you, you're in this on the th- – the earth from 70 to 100 years man like that's a goal of mine in the next five years i want to be able to do like pee off my front porch and not worry about neighbors saying mm-hmm. hey i'm calling the cops on you or whatever right you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, and that's just things you gotta, you know, you gotta, you just gotta. I I don't know. I think as a, I have a very imaginative mind, so like yeah. I in my head, if I want to be somewhere, I kind of put myself like in my head. I'm already there. It's just I I'm, I just gotta get there physically, and you know. So I mean that's what I I always have that and I I probably need to get like a a, a cartoon like you and put it up on my wall so I can be like yes five years <laughs> that's what I want <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah um yeah I think uh, yeah success people need to be successful I mean guys <clears throat> you can just take it from Eric's life of of what he's been through and where he's at now. And uh, you guys should check out his podcast, um, both of them, the Eric Allen Show and then the Top MMA Show. Is, is it just Top MMA? Uh, top Rated MMA. Oh, oh Top Rated MMA. MMA. Oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> now, when, That's a tough one. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> top Rated MMA. There we go. Uh, yep, yep. When do your episodes air? Every Friday for the Eric Allen show okay. and every Saturday for the top rated MMA show. Yeah. And uh, so they, they drop at different times. Uh, Facebook, they usually will drop at 915 and 1015 on Facebook on the Eric Allen media page or the top rated MMA page, um, depending on what site, uh, which podcast is dropping. And then all other formats like YouTube and Instagram, they drop at 4 a.m. Uh, on those days and so um, I schedule my podcast that's been really like a blessing over the last year or so as I edit them I upload them during the week mm -hmm. and I just schedule them to drop out so the day of uh, release I only have to upload to LinkedIn and I upload to my personal Instagram mm -hmm. other than that all of the other ones man what I've really found has helped me is just be able to schedule my shows yes. and so yeah every Friday the Eric Allen show every Saturday the top rated MMA show all right. Hey, Eric, I want to thank you for coming on to the Joe Show and just uh, just being an inspiration to just people that are going through hard times and want to be successful, but they don't really know how to be, you know. Oh, man, it's such an honor to be here. This is such a great conversation, man. I've been on a lot of podcasts. Definitely one of my favorite ones to be on, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, Eric. Hey, guys, if you like The Joe Show, you can follow us on Facebook at The Joe Show, Reddit at The Joe Show, or check out our wonderful website at tjs.show. Guys, we would love to hear from you about this episode, about any episode we've ever done and out throughout The Joe Show um, podcast history. So if you guys could go on to Facebook, Reddit, or the website, leave us a comment. We would love to hear from you. I'm Joe. I will be back next week with a Joe Show episode with another guest. So we'll see you guys next week. 